All right, what's up, everybody? We're back with another live show, UFC Vegas 79. Rafael Dizev versus Matrushish Gamron. Yo, when I see Rafa, like, you know, I've been around Rafa many times, and I and I call him Fiziev. Like, I was like, Rafa, Fiziev? Is that right? He's just like, yeah. Like, he doesn't really care, but then the broadcast says Fiziev or Fiziev. Fiziv. 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 a lot. I guess that's what you're supposed to say, Fiziv. But, man, I've been around Rafa. Like, I I, I said Fiziev the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, he never corrects me or anything. So, I don't know, man. Maybe it's said both ways. I, I have no idea. But, anyways, I feel bad. We're going to get into all of that, the main event. You don't want that to happen in any fight. But we've been seeing that a lot lately, man, especially in main events, right? The one that really shines to me is the, the Tom Aspinall fight. Right, that was also a main event, and it kind of like similar something similar happened in that fight right early in the fight with the with the leg. Um, but before we get into that and, and discussing everything that happened uh, over the weekend, make sure you guys go in the descriptions. You see the little ticker at the bottom. Download the All Star app completely free. Um, all sports, not just uh, MMA. You know, not just the UFC. You got all sports on there. You could adjust. You know, you can make your. Uh, adjustments what, what do you do you can put it together customization. Yeah, customization of the app for your needs you know these guys were talking about football before we got online before we started the show and and they're bragging about whatever teams that they love and wearing the jerseys and he ain't yeah sickos <laughs> in it he's in a, a a slump right now with his team um but anyways yeah so if you get the app, you could get the nfl whatever you know have fun with it okay it's down in the descriptions download it have fun. And also, if you're watching the show, we've got the MMA picks, UFC picks. Jace Picks got the league going on. Every pay-per-view, he's doing the uh, uh, spaces with, uh, what is it, with the prizes, right? The best yes, picker. Sir. Right? So get on it. Get on it now. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but let's get into the main event. We'll, we'll start with Jace Beck first. You know, uh, Jace Beck, uh, got Rafael Fizev and uh, Gamrock coming in. Two, two. Completely different types of fighters, stylistically completely different types of fighters. But mixed martial artists, they can do everything well. Just because they're a specialist at one thing doesn't mean that they suck at another. Because if they probably went, let's say uh, Rafa went into a, a grappling tournament, he'd probably slice everybody up, right? In the yeah. grappling tournament. Just because he's struggling doesn't mean he can't grapple. Um, but uh, first round, let's talk about J-Spec. What did you think of the first round? How did you score the first round? And uh, what did it look like? Well, you know, it looked good for people who are backing up Mr. Fiziev, Mr. Fiziev, however you want to go with it. Uh, you know, man, it's just so hard to think about this fight without automatically thinking about the conclusion. But in all fairness, um, just like you said, this is high-level stuff. This is, this is top of the food chain, literally top of the world in the weight class, guys competing against each other. And you said it perfectly, man. We're in 2023, dude. There is no one-trick donkeys at these rankings. But it's just how hey you... <laughs> I don't know. That's not a donkey. Anyways, so for my sound effects. Anyways, anyways. so um, with that being said, like, Fiziev looking good. I was I was all for it. You see the stats, right? Um, now, it's, it's kind of funny because you look at the stats and it's like, oh, you got a minute and 28 seconds of control time. It... That's cool and all, but the reality is I think this fight is just something we're just going to have to throw an asterisk on. It is a loss. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a loss. Should it like, be a loss, though? Should it be a loss? That's another thing that people are arguing right now. Should it be a TKO I see that argument, John. I see that. win for Gamera? Tell me. What do you think? Absolutely not, sir. Because this is the way combat sports has been running the entire time. The injured fighter takes the L. Like, as far back as any sanctioned pro fighting of anything goes back anywhere, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. It sucks. What I'm starting to worry about, maybe not worry, worry, but a little bit worried about, partially concerned, maybe, is where we're going with these athletes. Like you're talking about the the, the injuries, right? The ligament injuries, the Aspinall, and, and now Mr. Fiziev, and others, many others along the way. Ortega. Ortega. And just, I mean, it's endless, really. Our... We've seen this in the NFL not that long ago, a few years ago, 
where like a decade ago where the science sports science was catching up with it finally but so many guys were getting like specific type of injuries just because they're so much faster and they could jump like higher and do all kinds of physical athletic shit that the previous generations couldn't do where maybe we're reaching a part in martial arts where like certain techniques and certain whatevers we're starting to reach the physical limits of what a body can take or perform and do like these guys can kick so fast like so quickly like maybe there's a limit and i don't know maybe we're starting to find it uh at this point of sports science and understanding anyways my thoughts uh the final thoughts on this is hey gamrot he's one of the guys that we've already talked about being the future of this division being part of this top five for probably a long time here we go here it is. It's unfortunate this is the way it played out, but it's not really anything different than what we already kind of anticipated long term in the in the division. So sucks. It just sucks. Can I, that's my final sentence. Sucks. Oh, it sucks. When you look at the numbers of the first round, right? Everything's really, really close. Um Gamrot decided to stand and, and test his striking somewhat, right? Against uh uh Fizive and you look at the screen, look at the app, the app right here in front of us on the screen. It tells us the numbers. Uh, we can't say too much like about the numbers. You know, you can't dig too much into the numbers because the fight never played out, right? We just right. saw the injury happen in the second round. But it was close, right? Gamera was doing well, man. I give credit to Gamera for sitting there and, and testing himself with the striking. But Fiziev, uh, I'm just going to call him Fiziev. That's how I like to say it. Fiziev. His defensive wrestling looked phenomenal. Like he was, you know, even though he took him down, he was able to get to the fence, get back up, you know, uh, not you know, not letting his back get taken. You know what I mean? Like his his wrestling, I feel like is improving. Even though we didn't get to see more of it because of the injury, Sicko, what would you think of the the first round, man? Yeah, I kind I think I agree with most of everybody in the fact that I had uh, Fazeev winning that first round. I thought he looked great. I mean, the one for six, the takedown defense, like you said, that was huge. He was stopping the takedowns early. And, you know, for one thing, when I look at Gamrot, I don't know if Gamrot's game plan was to stand or testing it out a little bit at all. I think it was the body strikes. I thought Fazeev was very clear on what his game plan was. Attack the body early. Let him know, hey, if you shoot these shots here that are hitting you in the body, those shots are going to hit you in the head if you start shooting wildly. And in Gamrot's defense, man, his, his single leg takedown, is so underrated and I think underappreciated, even though he was one for six, just the way he attacks a single leg is very different than most people in MMA. We see like Aljamain Sterling and all these other guys that come out, they get to a single leg and they get you up against the fence and they're kind of forward pressuring you into the fence and trying to work eventually into like a double leg or chain wrestle from there. Gamrot gets a single leg and pulls and drags you off the fence goes high, picks up your foot above your head, and he tries to get finishes like that. And I think it's just a little bit unique. You don't really see that from a whole lot of guys. Uh, but the fact that Fazeev was able to show balance, strength, his build, just kind of short, stocky, is really hard to take that kind of build down. We've seen it from, like, Volkanovsky as well. That build is just really hard to take down on the floor and especially keep down. And, yeah, I thought Fazeev looked great. I thought his game plan was on point. I thought he was on point. He looked fast. He looked like he was seeing everything. And it was setting up to be a great fight. It was setting up to be a five-round technical back and forth, tit for tat, who was going to get the shots in, who was going to have the difference maker of each round. And then we have an unfortunate injury. And, yeah, like he said, these injuries continue to play out. I wonder if it's the grappling. I wonder if it's every time we see these happen, it's either like in a grappling exchange or we see it with guys who are about to face a grappler, like guys who are about to fight a wrestler. So we know they've been training wrestling like crazy. Like I'm assuming Fazeev was grappling more than typical for this fight. I'm assuming he was grappling way more in this training camp than he was in the Justin Gaethje training camp. And grappling ruins knees, man. Like everybody, you know, ask Kamara Usman what his knees are like. Like we know that that's what really puts strain on tendons. And it could not be, right? This could have just been a situation where like he's just so explosive. He throws that leg kick, just that rotation unfortunate unfortunate injury either way uh i know the timetable from what i've seen from other guys that i kind of trust isn't great but i hope he's back sooner than later and just a tough fight and for gamrot kind of sucks for him too right like you would hope that 
if he wins this fight to move on and, and maybe get his opportunity at like a title elimination fight, that it would come off of the performance and not off of an injury, especially coming off of a fight with Jalen Turner, who a lot of people didn't really give him the credit in that fight. Some people thought Turner won that fight. It's like, damn, kind of feel for Gamrot as, as well. Uh, definitely feel for Fazeev a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, just sour taste in, in the way we were all hoping. Yeah, it's um, it's shitty, man. Uh, it had to happen that way. Fizia, uh, man, he's he's thirty years old. I, I believe this is his second knee injury in the last couple of years. I believe he had a knee injury before. I'm not for sure, but I think he did. He did. Um, it's not good to have multiple knee injuries at that age because you are in your prime years. You know, Fizia, he trains hard. You know, I mean, he's not a small lightweight as well. He's he's built like a, a Volkanovski, smaller, stocky, um, and he works with Volkanovski's head co- uh, wrestling coach as well all the time when he's in Thailand. And he goes over to you know, of course, Killcliff to, to finish off his camps if he's fighting in the states. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, what I mean, maybe it's just maybe his knee was compromised way before. You know, what I mean, maybe it was because you we hear this all the time. Fighters like training and fighting multiple fights with certain injuries and they just delay the surgery delay the surgery delay the surgery that could be a case right that could be the case for him like his knee wasn't great but he still continued you know what i mean because he's got to fight he's got to make money you know what i mean and, and it seems like whenever physio fights he seems like everything's pretty uh pretty spectacular to where he wins bonuses and you know all that stuff but when you look at him in the in the grand scheme of things, right, in the lightweight division at the top, he's going to be there for a while. Let's just see what happens with the knee. We don't know exactly what's wrong. We'll find out in the next couple of days. We'll figure out, like, how long he's going to be away, what type of knee injury it is. It, did, did he injure the same knee, the same injury, same ligament? We don't know, right? We'll find out. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, now, when you look at him, you know what I mean? He lost his debut, and then he ran, what is it, like six fights in a row. Incredible run, right? And he fought Justin Gaethje, arguably might have won that fight in some people's eyes, right? It could have changed the trajectory of his whole career if he won that fight because Gaethje went on to fight for the BMF, head kick knocked out. Now he's in prime position to go fight a McGregor or somebody, right? And Fiziev could have been in that position. You know, Fiziev knows how to play the role as well, right? It's not like he's he doesn't know how to get on the mic and say some wild shit. Um, but now two in a row, right? Look, Justin Gaethje and Gamrot. Those are two guys in the top of the division. People that are shitting on Fiziev and saying, like, oh, it's over for him. Come on, calm down. He's 30 years old. You know what I mean? He's fighting the best in the world. Arguably beat Justin Gaethje. And this one, he just got injured, right? It's not like Gamrot injured him. You know what I mean? It's not like Gamrot went for the single leg and, like, you know, uh, pulled pulled under him and then pulled out the pulled out the knee rip. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't do that. Okay? So, um but let's 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 put him on the shelf because he's going to be on the shelf. Let's talk about Gamrot and what's the future of Gamrot. I think Gamrot should fight. Um, yeah, I think he should fight uh, Armin, man. Like I don't know if Armin is a uh, is a uh, is booked. Seems like he's trying to get booked, or he, is he booked? Is Armin booked for a fight? I'm not for sure. Yeah. Do you guys did you guys see any announcements about Armin? I, I haven't seen anything know. on Saruki at all. Yeah, man. I, I, I want to see that fight. I think th- those are the guys. I thought that that should have been the fight anyways. The rematch? I thought those, yeah, the rematch. You know what I mean? I thought that should have been fight Because, uh, man, the thing about Gamera, he's talented and everything, but it's not like his fights are like the, like, it's high level, right? And you, you can appreciate it, but it just doesn't draw the attention, Yeah. right? It doesn't draw, like, the attention that Fiziev draws. It doesn't draw the attention, like, Habib drew. You know what I mean? Like, he's a grappler. But he's not out there like doing like what like devastating grapplers do, right? They take you down and smash your face in, right, and choke you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not really doing that. And, and I, I'm waiting for that Gamrot, that version of Gamrot, to come out, right? Because I think it will eventually. Because he's his gas tank is crazy, his chain wrestling is crazy, his MMA wrestling, cra- like everything's crazy, right? Like it's just the violence factor. He needs to raise that up somehow, right? And and, he, and he's just getting started too, right? So Gamrot, a lot of time. But uh, what do you guys think? What do you think, Sicko? Who who should be next for Gam? Well, definitely not the person he called out. 
right? He called out Charles Oliveira. I don't know if he realizes Charles is booked. Uh, maybe Dude, this, this like maybe, emoji, like what? What? Maybe you should uh, keep up with what somebody has going on before you call them out. He said he wants to fight Charles. I mean, all right, but that's not going to happen next. Uh, so for Gamera, yeah, Suruki makes a whole lot of sense since he's not booked. And there's a lot of guys at the top of the division. The problem with Gamera and some of these other guys is like, all right, maybe Gaethje makes sense, right? Maybe Poirier makes sense. Maybe these guys make sense. But then we've already seen that they're not really willing to fight these guys because for them, it's like, eh, we just fought for a BMF belt, right? We just went viral. We want the big money. Is Gamera bringing us big money? Can we even headline uh, a Gamera? Is Gamera going to headline a pay-per-view? No. So who is he going to fight? It's going to be someone he's going to have to fight on, like the headliner of a of a fight night, or he's going to have to be on, you know, the second fight, third fight in on a pay-per-view. And that is not Poirier or Justin Gaethje. They don't go there, right? They go, uh, it's the headliners of pay-per-views. So it's going to be tough for Gamera on who he gets next. And also, has he done enough? Remember, he had his opportunity. His, his shot for the title, his big fight, that, that kind of, push everybody has that everybody has that one fight where it's like you get over this one and there's your shot that's when people really start getting you in line in to be a real contender and he had that fight against Dariush and it didn't go his way he lost it his next two fights after that Jalen Turner and now Fazeev people a lot of people saying you lost to Jalen Turner you have a a win due to an injury against Fazeev like can we really put stock into you can we really think that, hey, you're the guy now, now is your time, did these last two fights really put you over the hump? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. And do we want to see a Darius rematch? Like, tough, tough spot for him. Uh, again, this is why I said earlier, like, this was almost as bad for him as it is for Fazeev. I know he's celebrating. I know he's happy he got the win. But, like, if you don't do it in a way that people are satisfied with, it's not pushing you forward at all. So he's just kind of stuck. If anything, I think him celebrating pissed people off. I remember the way people were feeling about it live when we were watching it, my man, and people did not like him celebrating that win at all. So maybe maybe he even went back a couple points on the popularity meter. Could be. Yeah, yeah you know, for when sure. you're when you're when you're in position like that, and what Sicko was saying is like, yeah, your last fight you arguably lost, right? Jalen Turner arguably beat you. In this fight, your opponent got injured. You didn't beat him. He injured himself it's over you win um yeah it's like you're in that position yeah you gotta be you gotta know the climate of the division you don't say charles Oliveira, the dude is fighting for the title like why would you and he you don't if he loses his wins like it doesn't make any sense if i was him i would be just looking to extend my win streak right to because he's got a win streak right even though it's injury right. or not his next fight i'll be calling out somebody that is an advantageous matchup for me, but has a big name in the in the top 15. It doesn't matter. As long as they're a number next to their name, that's all that matters. Because why? You could go in there, beat that guy, and now you got a three-fight win streak, four-fight win streak, whatever it is. I don't know what his win streak is right now. Oh, yeah, it's two-fight win streak right now, right? So you win another one, three-fight win streak. People forget about those things, right? Like how you earned your win streak. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he gets another big fight. He gets another one. So if you look at the... Uh, like the rankings, like I like I would go down the 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 rankings and I'll call out like uh, RDA if he's still fighting at lightweight. I don't think he is though, right? Uh, but I would call out like a um, like a Dan Hooker, right? Like I would call out th they were maxed up before. Like that's what he should be saying. Those types of people, right? Not why, like that, like it doesn't make any sense, right? But maybe someone's in his ear. Jaspeck, what do you, what makes sense to you? You guys are nailing it. First off, like Bozo, like Bozo call out. We can all agree that's unanimous across the table. But what we, what is the best thing for me personally? My, I would like to throw it out there is what we've been salivating on this whole time. Like, why not let Gamron and Saruki? And I looked it up. I don't see him uh, tagged with anybody yet. So, like, shit, let's do it. Like, that's the one. I mean, if if we're kind of going back to what is makes the most sense, who's the best? Like. Those are the two young guys. Those are two, the two dudes that if these guys beat each other, one of them beats another, you kind of force the veterans on the top of the pile, like uh, Sicko is mentioning. Hey, it's going to be hard to nudge these guys to say, hey, take this fight. 
But once one of those studs come across as the winner, like they're gonna, one of them is gonna have to take it. It kind of gets to that point. So chance it, right? Chance it. Make sure you're the guy next up. Like uh, make it, make it known. It's not Sarukin. There's nobody else in this new wave. It's me, and uh, that's what I would like to see for him. All right, let's get through some of these comments. Uh, okay. Anis says he cannot go top five if he fight RDA or Dan Hooker. It doesn't matter. Like, he's up there, so he just needs to win. Okay, he just needs to win. And he's, if he's not getting booked, like, look at Armin. He fought a guy not even close to the rankings, right? Because he needs to fight, right? And he knows mm-hmm. he just needs to extend that win streak. And you take advantageous fucking fights if you can, right? That's what the game is about. And you get paid the same amount. You don't get paid less or more for your opponent. You don't. It's whatever's Unless in your contract. Like, exactly, right? Um, and yes, he did already beat Sarukian, but that fight was close as well. That's another thing that's about Gam right? Yeah, that's one of the highest level fights you've that's ever watched, fight. right? Just insane exchanges, right? Especially in the grappling, right? These guys are just so phenomenal. Um, but yeah, it's just me, entertainment factor, that would be fun to watch. But Armin's criticism is same too, right? Like, to me, I think Gamrot is like, very similar in like stylistic similar i know there's differences and i'm not going to get into the details but i'm saying like when you look at it from afar as a fan they look kind of similar in style but armin has had more of those violent finishes right you remember when he fought alvarez and just cut him and just be like just slam elbows in his face that was the type that's what gamron needs to do to the high level dudes if he does that they will be pushing him for a title shot because they got highlights you know what i mean of him just going crazy but they don't really. What highlights do you really see of Gamrot? Sequences, cool graphic <laughs> sequences. That's basically his highlight reel. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, will he ever have the breakout performance that we expect, or is he just going to win unanimous decisions or split decisions? Yeah. We got to find out. I still think we need to know, right? But uh, a pro- lot of time. The, the way you proposed it to have, you know follow up get a streak and then maybe go back to another headliner like almost redo this but not redo this exact fight you know just put yourself back in position to be headlining a fight night to kick ass against somebody to be known because that's what could have happened here just gotta uh remind people how good you are and uh sometimes it doesn't matter who the opponent is um we'll see what happens though you know i mean the lightweight division you know we gotta we gotta let the rest of the year play out and then we'll see who's next because we still have like there's so many contenders man and it's funny that they're talking about like islam going up to welterweight and fighting like he's gonna beat charles Oliveira. like he beat him already right yeah yeah just overlooking him yeah we, you know is Adesanya. yeah we just we just sounds false you know he lost his chance no one expected that to happen and then we just found out today that he he got popped for a uh, a DUI. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? A couple weeks before the fight, and that is not a good sign, right? Not a very good sign. But maybe it was just a little wine. We don't know the detail. I don't know the details. I just saw the headline of like he got. I mean, right. it just still makes me feel like before the fight. I mean, obviously we we still have this rest of this card to talk about, so I don't want to take away too much. But even before the fight, I remember saying like, man, the only thing if you're a Sean Trickland fan, the only thing you can hope for is he's got so much stuff going on right now. He has a lot of stuff to celebrate. He has a lot of things going on. He's got a movie coming out. Then you hear this news and you're like, man, he thought he had this one. He thought he was going to yawn his way to this win. It just shows you, man, in fighting, you can never overlook anybody, right? And and yeah, maybe he had too much going on. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out. Brianna, what's going on, Brianna Frost? Go check her out. Appreciate you for the the super sticker. Um, yeah, do you her, got any questions? It's her birthday week. Shout out, happy birthday, Bri! Happy birthday, Bri! Happy birthday to you. Go check out her uh, Twitter, and it'll link you to her her OnlyFans. And uh, yeah, go check it out. And she sells what soap as well? Yeah, soaps, lotions, yeah, all kinds of get, cool get stuff. Get some lotion. Brianna got that lotion. She got that game. She's Candles, all, yeah, Candles, all kinds of awesome stuff. I mean? Yeah, check like, her out. Come check on. her out. Come on. I'm, like, get on it. Get on um, it. All right, everybody. We're going to move on to the co-main event. And uh, I never thought Satan would be involved in any. <laughs> <laughs> but it is involved in this day and age. Satan has come out and uh, 
I didn't know he existed, but I guess he does. And and he's out there. He's he's everywhere. And and the, our 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 goal in life is to battle Satan until we win, which right. will never happen. Anyways, just all jokes aside, Bryce Mitchell returns against Dan Ige. We we've kind of seen like the blueprint to beat Dan Ige, and Bryce Mitchell used that blueprint. I don't know, man. I, was that fight? A good fight. Let's start, Sicko. Was it a good fight to watch? Mm. I mean, you're, I don't you like the grappling. You like the grappling. I do. I'm. I'm a little bit. I, I don't think I fit in with the majority of the crowd. Like the majority of the crowd, they get heavy grappling without any ground and pound, without any submission attempts, and just like I hate this. I can kind of stand it a little bit more. So I don't want to take too much away. I'm not going to say this fight was boring. This fight was terrible. Trust me, there were some terrible fights on this card. This one wasn't one of them. Uh, but what were we talking about just a couple minutes ago, right? With Gamrot. It's like, how do we want to push you if your game is on the ground and you're kind of in a holding match now, right? You, you're holding them down. You're not really landing any significant ground and pound. You're just trying to keep position and hold on tight. And it's like, cool, you got the win. Uh, but for Bryce Mitchell, my biggest concern for him is once again, he looked like a, a one-dimensional fighter. In this one, we saw what happened with Ilya Taporia. And I don't want to take too much and say Bryce Mitchell is a complete liar and he probably felt fine and Taporia is just way better than him. For all I know, Bryce Mitchell could have been really ill and probably should have pulled out of that fight. I don't want to just say that, you know, he's lying about that. But we saw what happens when he is unsuccessful on taking a fight to the ground. When that fight's standing, it looks pretty bad for him. And it started looking that way with Ige as well. Ige was winning the all, all, all of the sequences on the feet were going down his way, and then Bryce Mitchell does what he does best: finds a way, is relentless with takedowns. His cardio is definitely elite level. I mean, this guy does not get tired when he's sitting there shooting and shooting and shooting. I mean, five of fifteen, like fifteen takedowns. That is, uh, you know, it's impressive to put on that kind of performance for Bryce Mitchell. And yeah, the only unfortunate thing is when you look back at the end of this fight, the most significant thing he did was hold a Bible and yell freedom and then, you know, force Dan Ike to do a prayer with him in the middle of the yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was that the was, significance of this fight. That, that was the was most memorable, crazy, right? Those were the like, most memorable things keep, Bryce Mitchell oh did. Keep testing Hawaiians, you know. We keep being nice. <laughs> One of these but days we're going to lose it. I think Dan Ige, I'm not, I'm not for sure, but is Dan Ige religious? Maybe he is. And that was something that was just like, maybe he knew and, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. I think Bryce is. I, I don't know if this is like – we can definitely tell Bryce Mitchell's a religious guy, but I don't know if this is just I want to lay it on super, super thick because I need people to talk about me a little bit more or if he's just really like that far into it. Uh, but, yeah, when that's the most memorable, th memorable thing about the fight itself, like I, I don't know if I'm too excited. I don't know if I'm sitting here going, man, I can't wait for his next one. Not like I used to be. If there was a point in time with Bryce Mitchell – I think it was after Barbosa fight where I was like, oh, man, I'm really excited to see this guy. And he had that performance against Taporia. We know Taporia is phenomenal. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with losing to Ilya Taporia right now. And then after this performance, I'm like, what are we doing, Bryce? What, what are we doing here? So, yeah, a good fight for him. Uh, he got the win. I picked him to win. I picked him to win by submission. That didn't happen. But I thought he was going to be a lot for Danny to handle, especially on the ground. And he, he showed that, you know, he – continues to do what he does like i said he was he was born on this flat earth to do two things and that's tend to a farm and wrestle <laughs> and he does those two things pretty well yeah bryce um you know there's there's a question here and i'm gonna shoot it to uh to j spec to get his uh thoughts on it it is from hype what's going on man some people are arguing that the ufc wants bryce uh to win some saying they don't what do you think uh, Jay Speck, do you think the UFC wants Bryce Mitchell to win? I don't know about UFC wants Bryce Mitchell to win. Yes, there's circumstances where obviously you can see that the promotion is behind someone. They're giving them extra shine. They might be giving them favorable matchups. But you think Dan Ige is a favorable matchup? No, dude, that's a hard-ass fight for everybody. So I don't really think that's a giving him nothing that's not the that's not the best way for the company to get a specific result uh for bryce mitchell is by giving him someone like dan Ige. there's a hundred other guys that could have picked now i gotta address 
what Sickle was saying. It's real. The thickness of this act. And I'm calling it an act now. Previously, it was cute and funny. Like like you said, previous version, Bryce Mitchell, like, I'm going to quote him. Hey, you put me and Floyd Mayweather in a cell, I'm fucking him. And he was talking about his race wrestling ability over boxing, right? Oh like, God. just just a great, just a nasty <laughs> verbiage, like but but way better than Bible thumping. Let we can all agree on that. That it just it just makes people uncomfortable. The forced prayer thing at the end. I know Dan was just being respectful, but you like that well, was he just five k, right? I think that's what it was. It was for the people. Yeah, Hawaii. yeah. He said he was going to donate five thousand yeah. to to Hawaii. So that was a good gesture, though. That yeah. was that's was. very beautiful. I'm not questioning Bryce Mitchell's human uh, you know his humanistic side of him just yeah it's just man anyways the fight was the fight we got what we got we got a grappling specialist who had to dive and commit to one thing to get out of something it was just like sickle said on the other side of it though like dan I, you know i'm always riding for my hawaiians but i gotta be honest there was a couple times where he had stuffed the takedown but then he didn't fight to like disengage and got tangled up a little too long. And then Bryce prevailed over a sequence of events. Those minor uh, detractions, minor errors could have possibly cost Dan Ige the fight. So by Bryce Mitchell winning this, this was a, by a very tiny margin. So if he comes across somebody who doesn't make those small margins, uh, small marginal errors, he might be paying the price. That's all I'm saying. Um, Danny Gay, man, he was out grappled by the Korean zombie. Don't you guys remember that? Yeah, you yeah. think if the Korean zombie can out grapple Danny Gay, Bryce Mitchell can't? Of course, In a straight grappling match. I could see Bryce Mitchell taking out the Korean zombie, taking out Danny Gay, like pure grappling match, right? And that's yeah. what happened. Bryce knew what he was doing. Look at his last two matchups that got canceled. Bryce Mitchell, Jonathan Pierce, probably one of the best wrestlers at featherweight. And people are not talking about it because he's been injured, but the dude can wrestle, he could grapple, and he would have probably outgrappled Bryce Mitchell. We just don't know, you know what I mean, because he just hasn't had the opportunity. He, he was pulled from that fight, and the last fight that he was booked was Mavzar Evloev. I think Mavzar Evloev runs circles around Bryce Mitchell because his scrambling ability is insane. And then he all of a sudden shows up for Dan Ige. Yeah. Favorable matchup? I think so. For him, I thought he was the... Uh, the the what is it the favorite heading into the fight and he went in there and and got the win and he needed the win because why he was coming off his his first loss in the UFC right mm -hmm. he needed to get back on that horse and you know with the religious thing a lot of fighters at the end of fights they praise God and and give love to God and you know you know all that stuff right and that's fine you you should have religious freedom right you should be able to do that Absolutely. but Bryce Absolutely. Mitchell took it to the next level yeah. right and and is it is it is it something that is cringy to some people? It is to some people. They agree with that. They agree yeah. with the, all the things he's saying, right? And he has an audience, right? So Bryce Mitchell is just feeding his audience and great gesture for the five k and and you know praying for the people in in in, in Hawaii, right? Because it's it's true, right? A lot of people, you know, lost a lot, lost their lives, Hawaii, lost their lives. You know, you you you're from Hawaii, so you know, right? You do you have any way connected to that? Uh. I'm glad to say that my family doesn't, majority of them does not live on the island of Maui, but uh, an uncle of mine is a sheriff there, so he's dealing with all of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, you know, Bryce, it's, it's, it, we could make fun of it because we're just, you're joking around, right? It's, if it was serious, you know, he has the freedom to do that. You're, you know, you're in the US, you're in America, freedom of speech, all that stuff. Freedom of religion, also part of the Constitution, I believe. I think I learned that in school um maybe i'm not for sure we need to check that nailed so, it someone google that right um i'm gonna say i'm gonna you know what's left gonna, of it what's left yeah of whatever it. yeah exactly right um but um you know like let's say the ufc saw that and they're like oh man that's that's kind of like do we want that on there they have no choice you know why because are you are you gonna is the ufc gonna ban religious freedom are yeah, they gonna ban big, i mean the ufc's zero. made it clear right the ufc's made it clear like they're kind of cool with whatever a fighter is going to say like they're not putting restrictions on anything that you i mean how many f-bombs did we get just a couple pay-per-views ago you know what i mean i was like whoa <laughs> we are 
that's what, what I was. That's, that's what I was saying. We're, we're, we're letting n bombs like, fly. We're letting the other variety of f bombs fly. Not the yeah. common one with well, the other no, one. And I mean, look, Kobe. Like the other thing is with Kobe Covington, right? Like Kobe Covington is going to talk politics every time he's on a mic. You can't, you can't say, "Hey, we can, we're going to allow you to talk politics." And if you're, you know, pro, if you're supporting Donald Trump on air, we're cool. But if you're supporting Jesus, we're not cool. Like, if you're not going to take politics out, you can't take religion out. And it's going to be fair game, man. So these guys are going to be able to show. My only issue is, like, if it's authentic. Like, if it's just authentic, then it's authentic. If it's not, if it's, like, over-embellished, that's, for me, is when it starts getting a little bit cringy, where I'm like, man, I don't even know if I believe you at this point. Like, you're just. Felt pro wrestling. It felt really like this is the WWE era of the UFC. Like, this is what we're into. Everyone needs a gimmick. Everyone needs a character. A prop. a, A prop. Like, at what point are we going to get? To where you find out like these ufc fighters are working with the professional wrestlers on how to cut promos and going to like acting school and stuff you know what i mean where it's just like all right man cool if your performance is great enough i don't care what you're doing but if your performance is like hanging on holding on getting these decision victories in this way and again i don't want to take too much away from from bryce mitchell i don't like when we may not like somebody so we take away from what they did right for everyone's just like oh for the people that don't like bryce mitchell and they're like this is boring he's terrible blah blah blah. we don't like him where it's like all right keep that same energy with aaron blanchfield and how she got her victory because everybody loved it and everyone said she's super smart and really high iq she was getting beat up on the feet so she did what she had to do she held on she won by control time and she's high iq fighter and this just goes to show that she's young and already matured as a fighter and then bryce mitchell does it and it's like He's boring. Don't put him on a pay-per-view. Don't put him on this. It's like, we have to keep it fair, man. Even if you like somebody you don't dis- and dislike somebody else, we got to call a spade a spade sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm all about the freedom of saying what you want to say. And it's great that the UFC allows it. Uh, if, if, if fighters are playing a character and, uh, and like taking advantage of some kind of segment of society that they feel like is going to support them, I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? Do your thing. And, uh, you know, and he's, and he's towing the line, right? He's very towing the line very well because we can't really say too much about it because why? We want freedom of speech. We want freedom of religion. Right. But at the same time, we don't want to criticize it too much, right? We're, he's towing the line really well. Uh, Bryce, he's, <laughs> you know, he's not, he's, he's cut from a different cloth, man. He's just, he just is. And I, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a character. I think he's really like that. I think he's on the farm in his shed. Man, his nah, nah, John. You're telling me he like, really doesn't think the, gravity is real? He's got, the, he's got the little wires like tied to the little push pins. Oh, you know, see, like, I think, bro, he said gravity he isn't that's real. That's what he's selling. Hey, that's what he's selling. The earth is flat, John. They no the, way you're telling me he really believes that the earth is flat the and that gravity the, is not real. The, I think he's doing the beautiful mind thing in the, in the, in the barn, like... Whoa, whoa, you know, like whoa, whoa. I think he's doing that. Whoa. I think he's doing that. I, I think I think his religious like I, I think he is extremely religious, but I think a lot of it is just embellished. Like there's no way, there's no way he fully no. believes the earth is flat and that the gravity is not real. How and, is like yo, how is how is the Bryce Mitchell? That. Yeah, how is the Bryce Mitchell I I fan fell fans for from the tough that guy and this guy are two different guys like suddenly just very different guys i'm not buying this dude bryce mitchell he's, he's, always, bryce mitchell. he's always been from arkansas man like, I know, but, yeah, that's, he's, that's true you know, but that's just him and i feel like man, you don't know what type of people there i know? feel like he's turning it up to a level 10 hey. he was like at a level two and now he's like let's let's crank bro yeah, i was like dying I'm, laughing i'm not gonna lie like, i got camel shorts what else can i do he just wants he, to push the not, level like when he came out to start the fight when he was getting announced, and he held the Bible above his head, and he yells, "Freedom!" I'm like, "Bro, what are we doing?" Power to him, though, man. Keep keep yeah. winning. Keep doing your thing. Listen, just because I feel like something's cringy does not mean it shouldn't be in the UFC. All right, doesn't mean that I want it off of the screen. They shouldn't allow this. Like now, we're trying to hit Karen territory. Just if it's not for me, does not mean anything. Do your thing. Go out there, win fights, make your money. Power to you. I'm All for right. it, even go. though that's not my thing. That's it. MMA yeah. Jesus, you see, Jesus even chiming in. He said, <laughs> Jesus don't accept Bryce, you see? So we got Jesus chiming in on it. Um, oh, and it shit. says, no, 
And it says, no, he is a real redneck. Um, and it also says, diversity is good for MMA. It is good. Diversity is good for MMA. Okay. Um, and says, just like Strickland, Mitchell is just letting his weird hang out all the way now. May yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Well, he got um, a nibble, right? Like, Strickland was the same thing. They, you test the waters, you get the nibble. You know what I mean? You're good to go. Reel it in now. And that's what they're doing. Like, Strickland, the same way. Like, Strickland's always been a little bit off. And I don't believe Strickland when he talks about he stays awake all night thinking about all the people he should have killed. I don't believe that at all. But people reacted to it. And if people react yeah. to it, fuck it. Full send it. Like, go all in. Yeah. And that's uh, that's what you have to do. Is like, if you're a certain way, you just go fully charged on that, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, Bryce Mitchell, he gets the win. He's back in the win column. Dan Ige, a veteran, tough guy. Just uh, I, I just It just seems like... Um, He's plateaued in his career, you know, like he'll beat some of the guys, but certain guys just have stylistically, it's stylistically, it's just a bad matchup for him and he'll yeah. lose like this. Dan is tough, man. It's, it's hard to put him away. So the only way to kind of beat him is this way, right? Um, I don't know what, what you do next with uh, either guy and I don't really want to talk about it because it was just uh, not really like, we didn't really find out too much about Bryce Mitchell in this fight. We just found out that, yes. We know that he can grapple. Yeah, he, <laughs> we know he can grapple. All right, let's go to the, uh, a much better fight. Uh, I don't even know if it's much better, but it was just a more, much more violent fight. It was weird. Like, we got two ends of the spectrum. Uh, Marina uh, Rodriguez, which is better way to say Rodriguez. Rodriguez. <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson just took the craziest beatdown of all time no doubt she's one of the toughest well you know we yeah she's she's it's not the first time we've seen her take a beat down like this right but this one was the worst i believe yeah. um it was kind of like sad to see that happen to her you know what i mean it, it almost like she realized in in the fight like holy shit there's levels and right now maybe that i'm not at that level anymore right or Maybe I never was at that level. Like, you could kind of see that happening, right? Like, you see, like, small, like, movements in their body and their facial expressions. Like, uh, even, like, when uh, Tuovasa, after the first round against Volkov, did you see him? Like, after for that, yeah. he's like, oh, man. The hell that just was a rough hit me? One. Like, what? Yeah, that <laughs> was, was a rough one, right? yeah, It's not right. going the way I thought it would. Exactly, right? And Michelle Watson, kind of the same thing, right? You kind of saw that in her. Um if she walks away, I wouldn't be mad at it. If she continues to fight, I wouldn't be mad. At it. Just let her, you know, if she wants to. But I don't know if she's like should be fighting that caliber of fighter anymore. You know, if she does fight, she should fight uh, another uh, a journeyman or somebody that's coming up. You know what I mean? Like, don't have her fight Marina Rodriguez. Marina Rodriguez, she always does this. She always beats somebody really, you know, like devastatingly, right? Or like like clearly, and then she goes to her next fight and doesn't really perform the same way, right? It just happens. It's just like back and forth, back and forth for her. Um, what do we do with Marina Rodriguez, Sicko? Uh, you just you just keep her moving, man. Move her on up. There's a plethora of fights for her in that division. That's the great part of it. There's a lot of girls in that division that you can still give her. Uh, so for her, we just keep, keep in mind keep she's 36. Along. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to keep pushing her along. You can't give her another fight that doesn't really catapult her forward. Like you got to give her one of these fights, even jumping the line. Like I know people always, oh, you can't jump the line. You can't jump the line. She just put an absolute like damn near flawless victory on somebody, like almost a fatality on somebody. Push her up, push her up, give her a huge challenge, a huge test. And if she passes it, cool. Now's the time because of her age to go ahead and get her in there in a possible like title fight or maybe one or two fights away from it. Uh, but you can't just sit back and just allow, you know, her to have three fights. You know, let's say she's three fights away. It's like, damn. So if she gets all those fights in in the next two years, she's going to be 38 when we're thinking about giving her a title shot. Like give her a big test next see if she can overcome the things that like you said john before she always has this moment right she she gets the opportunity she gets some she builds momentum for herself because she has an unbelievable performance she looks like the most violent woman in the roster and then she kind of goes out there and craps the bed a little bit uh, when she gets that big opportunity so give her her last big chance give her somebody high up the rankings where it's like hey if you go out there and put on a performance like that against this girl whoever this girl is 
then we're ready to really, really get behind you and push you for that big title fight. Um, or she doesn't, and then we know, hey, at 36 years old, it's just not going to be for you. Yeah, it's a trip, man, with her. She she has, like, wins over Mackenzie Dern yeah. and, uh, and Yan Jaonan, which are, like, top contenders. She wins, yeah. Um, when you look at the rankings, she also, I, I believe, she lost to Amanda uh, Lemos, and then she lost to Jandaroba, I believe, the last two fights. So she's almost, I think, you know, Carla Sparza is out, I believe, because she is pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, congrats to her. Uh, that would have been a good matchup, I think, to put together. Did they fight each other already? I mean, for sure. Um, man, it's hard to say because she's fought Amanda Hibas. Oh, Tab uh, Tabitha Ritchie. Let's see her going there against Tabitha Ritchie. That would be an interesting matchup. But I, it goes against what Sicko is saying yeah. about a top contender. Yeah, give her another shot. But I think she's going to end up getting a shot, and then she's going to be fighting Tabitha Ritchie in the next year. Yeah, I yeah, and that's, that's perfectly fine. You know I mean? that's, that's perfectly fine. Shoot, that could happen for sure. Yeah, yeah, but, for I sure. mean, even like the Dern. Does Dern have a fight booked? I believe so. No, no. She, I think she's just training. I don't think she knows how Because that would be a good rematch for Dern. Like after that performance, I can see a situation where Mackenzie Dern's actually kind of wanting that fight. Be like, hey, she just beat the crap out of Watterson. A lot of people are giving her a lot of respect here. I lost to her. I want to get that one back. Andrade is out there. Andrade. That was the one I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. And uh and that would be the time to strike Tatiana someone Suarez. on Andrade. Keep, keep everyone away. Her. Keep everyone away from Tatiana Suarez yeah. right now, dude. For sure. Um now uh let's move on to the next fight. Uh Brian Battle. My guy Brian Battle, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that man's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's his thing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's his thing. Battle, Brian Battle, man. He's he's turning into a phenomenal fighter. He's uh he's showing that he's he's getting better every fight, even dropping down to welterweight and still looking good. I think the weight cut, he's he's dialed it in. He knows what he's doing now. Goes against uh AJ Fletcher. AJ Fletcher is a a, a nice little prospect, but uh. Man, Brian Battle, much better prospect. Goes in there. What did he get? He got the first round, sec oh, second round submission. Submission. Second round submission. J-Spec, talk about him. What, what can you say? He's budding, right? He's becoming, like you said, he's sort of starting to fill the fill in the, the, the things that come with the ultimate fighter, right? Like, Let's be honest. Like, even though we don't like it as much, and this and that, and this and that, there's there's still some expectations that are placed on you when you go through that program. And uh, it's good to see, like you said, him developing and becoming a very a very good fighter so far at this stage. Obviously, getting matched appropriately, there was a big physical difference in this one. So I would like to see him fight against someone, you know, maybe more his body type next time out. I don't know. He's got lots of challenges. He's still young. I'm I'm just for watching him at any point. But let's be honest. Uh, Mr. Fletcher was was fighting it up a big uphill battle. Like height and length was a big problem. But that's a problem that was being uh, emphasized and highlighted by battle. He didn't he didn't do the mistake that a lot of tall fighters do and give up space or fuck up along the way or overextend combinations. You know what I mean? So showing good IQ early on uh, in a hopefully a, a blossoming career that I know a lot of people when we watch the fights live, a lot of people are supporting him and a lot of people behind him already at this early stage. So nothing but onwards and upwards, just two thumbs up, great performance, and shoot, I hope you're not hurt so we can see you shoot maybe later this year even. Yeah, Brian Battle, um, I like the guy, man. He's, he's good at energy. And uh, he's the ultimate fighter champion, man. A lot of people underestimate a lot of these champions. But Brian Battle has a very good record right now in the UFC. Um, I think he's only lost once, maybe, to Renat. Um, yeah, and this is mentioned. After Renat fight, he cannot be a prospect if he don't improve his... Did you know he took that fight on short notice? Like, super short notice and had to have a huge weight cut. And I, you watch my interview with uh, Brian. He explains, like what happened during the weight cut and like it, it wasn't a good situation for him to be fighting you know what i mean but props to renard renard we know he's a killer we know that he can grapple those shit out of people so um 
We'll see. We'll see. We're not phenomenal talent, right? If, we, if we're going to rank them, of course, we're not would be much higher. But uh, I see Brian Battle doing his thing, man. Um, moving along, Charles Jordan, he gets the uh, uh, submission in the first round, which was kind of shocking. Um, I thought he was going to, you know, do something different in this fight. But uh, that's what fighting's about, man, taking your opportunities and, and, and snatching them up. And that's a huge win. I think Ricardo... Uh, uh, Ramos or Ramos is a, a pretty damn good fighter. Um, what do you do with these guys? These guys are like Charles Ray is kind of like middling in the featherweight division, right? So there's a lot of good fights for him because he's yeah. an exciting fighter, exciting style. Sicko, what's an exciting fight at featherweight, do you think, for him? Because I don't know if he's like a, a top 15 fighter. I mean, he he definitely has the chops to be one. Um, I at least I think, in my opinion, he definitely should be in the top fifteen. I, I think he's good. I think he's a lot more controlled now. Who do we give him? Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. But there's a bunch of guys sitting around at at featherweight that you can put him in there, and he can compete with. I mean, you have Alex Harris, who's coming off a loss at fourteen. I mean, maybe that's a that's a potential fight. Uh, there's a lot of guys there, but you give him somebody right around that that edge. You know, don't don't jump him up at all. He's shown before that like he's a little bit slow to get off the blocks. But I thought he had a great performance, man. He was hunting the neck like crazy all fight. I mean, every single takedown attempt, he was just searching, searching for that choke. He knew he was going to get it eventually. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was just a game plan. I don't know if coming in they felt like that was an area that Ramos gives up a lot that he just kind of leaves his neck exposed. I was kind of surprised in Ramos's inability to defend or his lack of skills, not to say that he's not skillful, of course, but on the ground, I was like, oh man, there's a lot of opportunities he has here. That he's not really taking advantage of. Uh, there was a point where he was like inside control and Jordan was just holding onto the next deal. And I saw him kind of wanting to set up, uh, trying to set up that Vaughn flute. If that's what we're still calling it, if it hasn't changed its name yet, uh, he was trying to set up that choke, but like not going neon belly or not doing anything to prevent that bottom leg from coming back and, and close guard. And he was just making some mistakes. And maybe that's what Jordan saw. Maybe they saw in the game plan, like, hey, this guy leaves a lot of openings when he's shooting. Let's take advantage of it. And for Charles, yeah, another guy, though, right, that we've seen have those big moments where he's looked phenomenal. We start getting ready to push him forward. And then he gets his big shot. He gets or not his big shot, but he gets a fight where we go, OK, if he could be this dude, he's ready to go. And he, he always loses to that dude. So we're probably going to see it again. He's going to get somebody right at the edge of the top 15. Let's see if he if now is the time, if this is actually his perfect timing for him and he can get past one of those dudes at the end of that at the end of that ranking. For sure. All right. Um, I'm going to have to cut the show a little short today. So we'll, we'll go into uh, like what uh, what 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 stood out, you know, from the rest of the card. I know there were some some issues in one of the fights. J-Spec, what, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> the issues. What the f um, oh, which which fight was that? I'm I'm blanking. Which fight had issues? Oh, all I know is that people were kind of upset with uh, the Michelle Watterson fight with uh, you know That's not being smart. called, not yeah. being called off. You know, there's she ate some punches, a whole bunch of them. Let's be honest, that she didn't really need to. She wasn't competitive for a good while there. Um, no, I'm talking about this fight. Which fight? Sorry, I put it on screen. Oh, good old disqualification. Yeah, so I don't really fucking know what's the problem with people here. Like, it's a foul, dude. It's it's a clear foul, and it's over with. A guy took a dub. Like, he's it's his right. He got fouled. He uh, took a dub. What, no, he got fouled. Like, he took a dub. Okay. Took a, dub, a took a dub. Took a dub. Took a took a win. You know, you you gotta. You gotta you gotta take it for what it is. That's why there's rules. We play sports for rules. Like if you had any other sport and there was a foul, you no, you just go with it. That's just what it is. So why would you say, hey, let's let oh, why didn't he keep fighting? We actually had someone come in the space and like question, like, why he's an MMA fighter, like why doesn't he take why couldn't he just take that? And the answer is we shouldn't have to. Once again, this is a sport. This is not just Walmart pocket parking lot fights. Uh, and last but not least, like Malcoon just nailed him. Like, bro, that's you. I, I don't even know how to explain this articulately because it was just stupid. 
You have a pro fighter fouling a guy got took got hurt. He took the foul, and that's the end of the contest. So so be it. Like I don't understand the drama. All the shame goes to Malcoon. Sure, people want to go. Oh, the odds. Oh, could have been rigged. I don't know about any of that shit. I don't really care. Brundage. Oh, he was on a losing streak. He needed this. Okay, cool. But once again, you're not the person in there getting fouled. Should you be forced to continue your job or your continue your performance when something major fucked up happens to you? And the answer is no, right? So the right thing happened. It was stupid. And get over it. That's, that's my message. Yeah, stupid? I mean, this was it, it was stupid. I mean, it's a stupid thing to do. And this is to Rob's point, like this was my my issue with how we view MMA in general. Like, I get it, right? We were talking about this in the spaces, Rob. It was built off of no rules. It's the closest thing to a street fight you could possibly get, but it's not that anymore. It's a sport, it's a legit sport now. It's not anything goes. Yeah, exactly. You have a dangerous shot. Like, you can't just think about how bad it is for the UFC if everybody's exact response is he should have continued he should have continued well then what the hell is the purpose of not throwing those shots everybody should throw elbows to the back of the head if that's the case everybody should do what Piotr Jan did to Aljamain Sterling and throw an illegal knee why not because you're going to be praised for it and the other guy is going to get hatred I never understood the Aljamain Sterling hatred for that one well, oh he was putting on an act he was overreacting to it cool that's the whole problem with how we're even viewing it from a ref's decision or from the doctor itself. You should never even be put in that situation. Aljo shouldn't have had to lay there and roll around the floor while people are looking at him, praying, saying, please get up, please get up, please get up and continue. I shouldn't have to take precedence. As soon as he gets that illegal shot, that's it, man. That changes the entire course of the fight, whether it was Aljo, whether it was Brundage, those type of illegal shots, if you continue from them, it is so damaging. Like, if that's not a damaging shot, I don't know what is. A knee to a grounded opponent is a damaging shot. An elbow to back head like that, a shot to the back head like that is a that is a damaging shot to continue to fight like that. It's just not on them. And this weird notion that, like, it's their fault for not continuing. And now Brundage is going to get hate. Guarantee you, Brundage is going to get hate for it the same way Aljo did. And it's like, so then what's why do we stop people from getting fouled then? What's the point of it? Then just get rid of all these rules and go back to the to a blood sport where it's like, Fuck it, we're just out here to see anything goes, no holes barred, if that's what we're going to do. If we want this to be a sport, we have to understand that when you cheat, you get disqualified. That's how it works in every sport, man. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, you got to follow the rules. And and Cody, man, Cody, he needed the win. You know what I mean? You got to get the wins because that's half your check. Half yep. your check. Draws yeah, or half, half your check, check is gone. Yep. DQs, half your check is gone. You know what I mean, you win, win is a win. It's like Gamrot. If they would have they would have DQ'd or they would have made it a, a what is it, a no contest, do you think Gamrot would have got his win bonus? Probably yeah. not. Mm-mm. Right? So in, in that aspect, we shouldn't be talking about it in that way though, to be honest with you. It should be like they should be getting paid and it should be enough and it'd be like, all right, that's it. We don't should be like this result, they didn't get paid, right? That's, yeah, yeah. that's into how, technicalities. That's how exactly that's how like behind other sports we are right yeah. that's how far behind other sports we are mm-hmm. you know because of this like other sports you don't really talk about that like if 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 uh uh what's his name Who, who's who's the who's the main guy on the 49ers bosa he's I've a defensive player but all right well uh, who's the brock main purdy guy? is the quarterback yeah who brock purdy yeah, I don't exactly. Know who, who that is? Yeah, well, he came out of nowhere. Christian last McCaffrey. Year, so Christian okay. McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is more, more popular. All right, so let's stud, say Christian McCaffrey, back, right? Yeah. He's more popular. You George know, let's Kittle. say he, let's say he, uh, he gets injured, right? Mm-hmm. In the first game of the season, he's going to get paid for the whole season. There, he could be gone for the whole season. He's gone. He's paid, right? Fighting mm-hmm. is not that way, right? And that's how mm-hmm. far behind we are. Anyways, and I know fighting is different, but anyways, I got to get out of here. I got to go do some things. You know what I mean? Sorry about that, but anyways, um. Make sure you guys go in the descriptions, download the All-Star app, and uh, make your picks. Join JSpecs League and uh, pick against us. You know what I mean? We're making picks every week. Join the spaces on Twitter with JSpec and Sicko both running the running the ship over there. And uh, and have fun. You know what I mean? Join have the community. Um, next week, we won't have a show because next week, there is no, There's no fight. UFC show. And all the people 
that uh, are talking about Bellator, you know, this show is about UFC. It says in the title, UFC Vegas 79 recap show. So we're not really talking about too much about other promotions. Um, maybe in the Shut future we will. But um, right now, we only talk about this. We only have time for this. Shout out Johnny Eblen, world champion. Woo! Yeah, well, of course, shout out to Johnny Eblen. Well-deserving, you know what I mean? Great performance by him. I only um, know one championship, but, I'm sorry. Yes, and one hey, championship. Hey, hey, I, you know, hey, I, hey. I cover one championship as my other gig, but I'm not going to talk about it here, right? Anyways, because we're talking about UFC. Download the app. We'll be back in two weeks, same time, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And, uh, yeah. See you guys. Thank you guys always for coming on live chakras. and commenting if you're chakra. <laughs> double chakras. Double chakras. Double chakras. I don't know what this show turned into now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck up, bro. Uh... <laughs>